Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mr. Speaker Speaks. Oh, you know, it's the show. We have fun on this podcast. It is the podcast that is informative. It's challenging and inspiring. It's real talk from real people about real things. And today we're going to learn some real things about family on today. Oh, I have a great guest, and her name is Erica Bell, and we're going to be talking about her book, Family, funnies, and other F words. Don't let your mind start going all over the place with the other <laughs> F words. But we're going to talk about her book on today. And But before we get started, just want to give a shout out to my sponsors, uh, Serious Web Solutions, everything from website development, graphic design, uh, e-commerce solutions on the web at SeriousWebSolutions.com. And Sirius is spelled S-I-R-I-U-S. That's SeriousWebSolutions.com. Give them a call at 850-597-1707. Let them know that you heard about it right here on Mr. Speaker Speaks. Also, my barber that keeps me looking good at Blades Barbershop. Give Dante a call at 850-999-8463. When you're ever in Tallahassee and you need a cut, go by Blades Barbershop at 2202 Lake Bradford Road. And all as always, let them know Mr. Speaker told you about them. You heard it right here. Oh, like always, we have a prayer. And then we're going to have an inspirational verse of scripture. And we are going to find out today about family honeys and other F words. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the opportunity to come together to share, um, to fellowship, and to help one another. God, open up the ears of my listening audience on today that they will get an understanding of what this book is all about, how it could help them, how they could benefit. And Lord, I just say thank you for the opportunity to interview Erica on today. And Lord, be with her and her family. Let your hand be upon them and all of her endeavors her new business, her the new family member, the new child, to give her the strength and energy and all that she needs to do, Lord, to be successful, that you will get the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our inspirational passage of scripture today comes from the book of Romans over in the New Testament. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And it says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honoring prefer and honor preferring one another. The whole concept of love, brotherly love. I tell you, if, if everybody would just have that true love on the inside, life would be easier and this world would be a better place. My guest today on Mr. Speaker Speaks, the show where the guests really get to speak, is Erica Bell. Oh my goodness. She has her master's degree in global merchandising and product development. We're going to talk about that, get an idea of what that's all about. From FSU, you know, those Seminoles right there, right here in the heart of the capital city of the state of Florida. Well, she currently resides here. She's she has a husband who is in healthcare, two little kids, a little girl who is three and a half. You know, we have to say that three and a half for the little kids because they, you know, I'm not three, <laughs> I'm three and a half. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and a little boy who is 10 months old. She is a self-proclaimed neat freak, health nut, and lover of all things vintage. Hmm, that's interesting. She jumps 
at any opportunity to travel and is gearing up for a trip to Iceland in the fall. Her heart and what she believes are some of her God-given gifts, God-given talents is connecting with others and encouraging others. She recently started her her own home organizing business and loves to write any chance she gets. With that being said, Erica, welcome to Mr. Speaker Speaks. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's truly a pleasure. You know, the, the title of your book we're going to talk about is Family Funnies and Other F Words. Before we get into that, I'm going to ask you this question dealing with family. You know, you have a lot of good stories in the book, but what is something about Erica that no other family member knows until now? <laughs> oh, that no other family member knows. Huh. That's tricky. You're coming right out the gate with the tough questions. <laughs> um, let's see. Gosh. Or we can no, say so that few, that few wouldn't know. I'll, I'll change it, but that few people would know, few family members would know. Oh my goodness. It's so funny because my family, even though we have such a big family, we're kind of an open book. So in a lot of ways, unfortunately, we kind of know everything about everyone. Um, let me think about that as we as we go throughout this and then maybe circle back to it because I can't think of anything offhand funny. Okay. All right. That That's fine. Um, so when it comes to this whole thing of uh, global merchandising and product development, what's that all about and what sparks your interest to major in that? Sure. So basically, I like to explain it to people as it was a creative business degree. Um, so now, actually, my college moved to the School of Entrepreneurship. So that's very fitting for what I did. I eventually um, I had my own boutique at once, uh, one point. Um, so basically having a knack for making things look nice, um, visual merchandising. So when you walk into a store and you have that interest in buying something, you're drawn to something that's kind of, it's the, the studies behind all of that, why people buy things, which kind of like leads into why I like home organization and all of that as well, because I like things to look a certain way. Um, so it kind of, it kind of drew me to that and, you know, putting things together as far as like when I had my own boutique, um, putting outfits together for people, making them feel confident in what they're wearing, that sort of thing. And it's interesting because I think so often your gifts from God are things that come naturally to you and things that you don't really see as gifts. So, you know, I kind of thought, oh, people can can put things together or people know how to dress or, you know, same with organizing or, you know, people know how to do that. Well, no, a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people need help with it. And so and you, as you shake your head, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to hone in on that, on that interest um, and passion of mine. And that's kind of what led to, to that, that degree. And I just, I love school. So if I could, if I could continue on, I would, I'd still be in it. <laughs> Oh, wow. As you as you were talking and I, I heard you talk about the, the the reason why people buy things and the way you organize <laughs> things. So I was just saying you're the ones responsible for putting all the candy at the lower levels at the checkout aisle. So all the kids could scream at the mom. I want candy. I want candy. <laughs> and now that I'm a parent, you know, I really regret those decisions. But yeah, all those impulse buys. Exactly. Yes. So what was the, the most interesting thing you learned? Um, from that major? 
that has helped you um, to be the person that you are now? I think just to have confidence in my natural kind of gifts for it. Um, you know, I think it, it taught me the, the book side of things or the more studious side of things but to trust my instinct on a lot of things, um, the things that you can't necessarily learn in school, but you know, all those things help, but to trust my instincts and to really listen to these things that I think are talents and, and gifts from God and kind of, you know, just focus on that as well. What makes Erica comes, uh, come alive? Um, helping people definitely, you know, whether it is, like I said, with when I had my boutique and, and helping people with putting things together or but any aspect of my life, whether it's helping them with like their wellness journey, I'm really into fitness and I'm really into um, wellness and just kind of living your best life. And so encouraging people and helping people that definitely makes me come alive that. And then I love traveling that to me is there's no better thing than planning a trip and, and going somewhere new. I just, I love it. So how many countries have you been to? Oh, I don't have the count offhand, um, but I've been to some random places. So um, I've got, let's see, I've been to Fiji. I've been to Mongolia. I've been to Ireland. I've been to South Korea. Just kind of. Where in South hey, Korea? I went to Seoul and then um, Jeju Island. And I had to ask because I was stationed in Korea when I was in the army. So I was there when the Olympics were there. I think that was 87, I think the Olympics, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. 80, 88, 88, I see 88, 89. Sometime during there when the Olympics were in Seoul. That's I was, I was in Korea. I was down, I went to Seoul. I was down near what's called TDC, Tongdushong, Korea, because I was at uh, Camp Hobie down there okay. off the army. Army base. So yeah, so that was an interesting place for me. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. It, it's a, it was a beautiful place when I went, and I'd, I'd love to go back sometime. You like traveling. You like helping people. This whole thing about organization. Well, let's move to. I, I'm going to leave that one for a little later. <laughs> this whole concept, because we're, we're, I'm getting to the book, because you you deal with this and talk about self care. Why is that so important? And here's the kicker. Why is it so challenging and difficult for men when it comes to self-care? Oh, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like a lot of times women have a hard time with it. So it's I'm glad to know that maybe it's uh, it's both, both sides. But, uh, you know, I just think that you you can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. So if you you know, I think if you have a family or if you have a you know serious job or anything that takes that attention, it's very easy to kind of put your focus on, on that. And, you know, you think sometimes I think people assume they're being selfish if they want to take care of themselves. And that's not, that's not the case. You have to take care of yourself so that you can give your best to other people. I would say if men struggle with that, maybe it's a, is it a pride thing? Is it a, oh, well, we got to take care of everyone else. We don't need to take care of ourselves. You know, maybe it's some of that. And I would say, actually, it's the same thing for women. They probably feel the same way too. We got to take care of everyone else and we can't take care of ourselves. But you know, you have to do that. You have to set time, you know, aside for yourself and whatever that looks like for you is if it's um, going to the gym, you know, moving your body, walking outside, if it's getting help for something that you don't like to do, you know, getting someone to cut your yard or to 
make a meal for you or to clean your house, you know, whatever that looks like for you. It's taking a bath. That definitely is not my idea of self-care, <laughs> but, you know, everyone has their own things. And, you know, I think the more we do that and the more we realize how important it is and just kind of put that into our everyday life, the better we'll be. Does writing, because I know you like to do it, does that enter into your realm of self-care, maybe putting you in a different place of relaxation? Definitely, definitely. So um, to be able to get my thoughts out of my head and, and onto paper or into my blog or something like that is definitely uh, therapeutic for me. It's very important. So my brain seems to be going a thousand miles a minute, whether it's from being a mom or having my own business or just I, I've struggled with anxiety. So maybe it's just a combination of all those things. So to be able to kind of put put that be productive with with those thoughts um, is definitely like therapy to me. Definitely a little bit of self-care. Yes. A little self-care. So you already write and you enjoy writing. It's part of your therapeutic process. What made you want to write this book? Family, funnies and other F words. So when I started writing the book, I was um, the pandemic was going on. We were kind of in the, the the height of it. And I was working in healthcare and I was very, very, very stressed out, very overwhelmed, as you can imagine. And I just needed, I think, an, an outlet. And I was still writing on my blog and I was just kind of thinking of ideas. And I just remember praying about certain things of like, what would be something good for me outside of my job? You know, I'm giving everything to my family. I'm giving everything to, to this job that is so stressful right now, you know, in this, this crazy pandemic that we were dealing with. And I just had, I just really heard God's voice give, give me ideas about, okay, you're, you know, you read about other people's families, you, you know, you, you find such humor in it, or you find such entertainment in it. Why not you basically? So I kind of started thinking about my family and just laughing and writing down notes. And one thing led to another and, and now it's, now it's a book. What did your family have to say when they found out you were writing about them and not in a fictitious way? <laughs> and, uh, well, I did get everyone's permission before I before I published it. Most of them were just they, they laughed about it. Most of them because they thought, well, okay, we're not that interesting, you know that that's kind of how they thought. So they didn't mind it at all. And hopefully now they they like the book and you know. They don't want to hurt me or anything, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, going through it, I really liked it. What I liked most of, about it was the fact that you had lessons learned at the end. Um, before we get into those from a specific chapter perspective, what was the greatest lesson you learned in this whole writing process to publish this book? I think um, it just kind of, reminded me of the importance of family and how strong those connections are and that they're unlike any any other connections that you have those people are so special to me and if you're if you're lucky enough to get those kind of people we really need to cherish them and make memories with them and make real efforts to to connect with them you know a lot of my family does not live close to me so it, it does take effort but it's so worth the effort once you do it and just reminding that myself that everyone has lessons to teach us so it may be you may have an annoying uncle that you think oh my goodness i do not want to be with him on this barbecue you know at this barbecue on saturday or whatever but there's something that you can learn i, I call him uncle ned <laughs> everybody yeah. has uncle, 
Uncle Ned is like, oh my goodness. But he family, he family. Just give him a plate at the family reunion, <laughs> sit him in the corner. He good. <laughs> exactly. And, but you know, it's so funny. We laugh at those things, but they really, you know, everyone can teach us something and everyone has some kind of value that they're bringing to our lives. And it's not by accident, you know, that God has placed these people in our lives. And so just kind of reminding myself of that. Definitely. In all the stories that are in the book, when you look back over your life to where you are now, you talk about um, adding value. What family member has added the most value to your life and how did they do it? My mom, definitely. Um, Her and I, I mean, we have the closest connection that I have with anyone. (laughs) Um, She's just, she's all things good in this world, I like to say, and she'll, you know, she'll kind of brush that off and, you know, shoo-shoo it, but it's true. Um, She's a great inspiration as a woman. She's a great inspiration as a mother. And she's just, she's a good, a good person. (laughs) What was the one thing that she taught you that you will pass on to your daughter? I think the importance of being independent, being able to take care of yourself as a woman, as a mother, as a, you know, that is important. And just really to be kind to people. She's very gracious. She treats everyone with kindness. It doesn't matter who you are. She She's just, she's the nicest person I know. And <laughs> so I think that's a very valuable lesson that I, I want to teach my kids and just to, to remember every day. When I saw the, the book, I was um, at, at, a, at a gym and I saw it behind the counter and they, the title just caught my attention. What do you want the reader to walk away with from reading this book in its entirety? You know, I want them to have some laughs in the book. I want them to maybe feel, I, I want it to be relatable. So I, I think, like I said, everyone has these types of family members. So to be able to see in their family members some value or some, you know, humor with them or some lessons that they can learn I hope they walk away with it laughing a little bit and, you know, just, just learning little tidbits. You know, I think it's, it's just a humorous way for self-help. I'm a self-help book junkie. Um, but you know, sometimes they can be really stiff or they can just be just a little too much. And I never want it, you know, I never want to force self-help down someone's throat, <laughs> you know, that's not how they're going to digest it anyways. So, you know, just, yeah. Hey, Probably this is what, spit it back out at you. Exactly. But, you know, this is what I've learned. And if you can take it, great. You know, um, here's things that I think are important. And maybe you'll find some importance in it as well. Opening up, the the, the first one, I, I had to get a chuckle because when I saw it, I was like, you know, I'm, I live here in Tallahassee, but I'm from South Florida down in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, you know, down there. And when I saw a gold tooth, grandma, I was like, grandma got a gold tooth. I was like, I don't you know, see too many people up north with a gold tooth. And when I saw that one, I was like, gold tooth, grandma. But, you know, when you look at the lessons learned from that one, eat slowly and unapologetically be yourself. Talk to us about, about grandma with the gold tooth. Oh, grandma. <laughs> gold tooth granny, grandma Pat. Oh, it's so funny. So rest in peace. She's in heaven now. Um, but she she had some good life, life lessons. That's for sure. I, I do love the eat slowly thing. That to me is not something that I'm good at. And so I try to, I try to be better at it, but unapologetically being yourself, she did not, I mean, she, she would do anything, 
anything she wanted to do. And it, we would look at her and think she is so ridiculous, but how inspiring is that? You know, I mean, if you are yourself, you give others permission to be themselves as well. And that to me is, it is incredible, you know, just to totally be yourself, be as open as you want with people, you know, just don't apologize for being who you are. I think that's inspiring. And I saw that one. And then I was like, the contrast. And so now we have go to grandma and then gracious granny. How, you know, <laughs> you seem like you knew I was going to go there with that. One. I mean, what, what's the difference between the two and the lessons there that you talk about telling, telling people what you think of, of them and how you feel about them, which brings me to, I believe it was Maya Angelou said that, you know, most people won't remember, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, what you say, but they will remember how you made them feel. Yes. Talk about that with Gracious. Oh, Granny. Gracious Granny. So these two grandmas could not be further from, I mean, they, they just couldn't be more different. And it's so funny. Um, she, when you think of my grandma Reed, Gracious Granny, she, she's the typical grandmother, you know, that she'll she doesn't squeeze your cheeks but it's pretty close to that kind of grandmother you know she exactly exactly. i mean and she thinks her grandkids just hung the moon and but it's important you know i mean i'll call her and have two minute conversations with her and all she tells me is how proud she is of me how much she loves me you know why am i not doing that more why am i not calling people and telling them i'm so proud of you or i'm so fortunate to have you in my life you know, so those are those are things that it's it, no one ever gets tired of hearing those types of things. Mm. Those are very interesting stories. Let, you know, we can't leave, you know, the love of your life out of this. <laughs> so <laughs> when I started reading it, I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to have to ask her about this. OK, so the hysterical hubs, you know, that 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 chapter in the book. Okay, explain the relationship. Okay, your husband's father met your mother. I was, I was trying to to, to 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 follow along with that, and, and tell us a little bit about that story as, okay. and uh, the lessons learned there. Absolutely. So we met. So my mother was working for a company that my husband's dad, my father-in-law, owned. So healthcare. We've all have these healthcare roots. Um, so then my now husband trained under my mother. So my mom has kind of been his mentor in the business, out of the business and all of that. So that's how we, we originally met. And he, he's just the most hysterical guy. He makes me laugh every day. And I mean, you can't underestimate how laughter is just such good medicine. You can't underestimate the power of it. Yeah. So in that lesson learned, you had, uh, don't be afraid to be silly. What was the most silliest thing he's done? Your husband. Oh my goodness. He's silly. Every share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's just silly every day. And you know, it just, it's just silly, stupid things, you know, I mean, whether it's a silly accent, a silly voice, you know, that he used to just do for me. And I tell him I'm an easy laugh. Like I, I will laugh at everything. And so he, he constantly is trying to make me laugh, but you know, it's funny now that he's a dad, he does it with our kids, which just makes me laugh even harder. So even this evening, I hear this noise and I'm thinking, what is that sound? They, you know, he's supposed to be giving these kids a bath. 
and they're just dying laughing. They're just all in hysterics. And he's just blowing into a cup, making this noise, and they are just dying laughing at it. You know, I mean, it's just it's just silly things like that. That it's like, why did why does he think to do that? I don't know, but it ends up just being hysterical. <laughs> his delivery. <laughs> You're listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks, and my guest today is the one, the only, at world renowned. I put it out there in the atmosphere, <laughs> Erica Bell, and she's talking to us today about her book, Family Funnies, and other. F words and sharing a little bit about her life. Looking at over your life and growing up in in healthcare and you started out in global merchandising. What was a pivotal moment in your life that helped you to become the person you are now? What was that life-changing moment? You know, I don't know if it was one kind of, you know, lightning bolt or thunder strike or anything like that, but I think it's just been throughout my life, getting closer in my relationship with God. I think, you know, I, I grew up in in church, but until you really have that personal connection with him, your life doesn't change. And I can definitely say, you know, after I got married and then especially when I was starting to become a mother and having kids, you know, I've never spent more time in prayer. And mm. so those have been the hardest <laughs> moments of my life. But it's also brought me closer to God. And so, you know, I don't look back and have just one moment where things completely change. But I I can see when I do look back on my life, oh, God's hand was in that. Oh, God's hand was in that. Oh, you know, I I just continue to say that. And and the more I see that, the more I rely on him, the stronger my faith becomes. And so I think that's the biggest kind of the biggest change for me or the biggest growing points for me. What is one or two things that you would share with a young woman right now between the ages of about 18 and 25? Um, What would you share with them that if you would have known then being a woman would have made you a lot better and stronger sooner? One of my friends told me this one time. She says, the earlier you get better, the better you get later. And what is that? I love that. (laughs) Um, So, so what is one thing, uh, one or two things that you would share to help them get better earlier? I think to listen to your gut in in certain things, um, have confidence in yourself um, that you don't need others for their approval or anything like that to, um, to lean on God. I think the biggest thing though, is to just, to trust your instinct. If things don't feel right, then they aren't right for you in whatever situation that that may be and never underestimate how strong you are. Women are so strong. And I think a lot of times they, they don't feel that way. And, and, and we really should, we need to change that narrative and we need to feel, feel as strong as we, we are. And this is going to be a difficult question or challenging question in reference to what you just said. What do you think causes women, and this is your your own view, to not feel as strong? Is it something in society? Is it the the construct of of family? What is it that contributes to that, in your opinion? I think it could be both those things, you know, whether maybe how they're, they're raised or, you know, I think sometimes growing up in the South, you know, a lot of times women they are meant to get married and have kids and kind of just be with their husbands. You know, I mean, that sounds old fashioned, but it still rings true in a, in a lot of places. So to have their own identity away from, from that, um, you know, and I think there is kind of a, a, 
what's the best word? I think women are kind of starting to see themselves as very powerful over the last, you know, maybe 10 years or so, maybe more, you know, but we need more people to, to continue to be leaders in that. So, yeah, I think it's just a variety of things. I think it is our society and, and how we look at women. And hopefully that's, that's, hopefully that's changing. What is one book that you've read that you would recommend to anyone and why? My one of my favorite books is called The Geography of Bliss, and it's by Eric Weiner. And it was written, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago. It, it's not new, <laughs> but it is great. So he it's one man's journey to find happiness. And he goes to a variety of different countries and figures out which is the happy, happiest and why. So, you know, he he's from America. So he talks about the United States. He goes to Iceland. He goes, you know, he goes to all these places, places that maybe we wouldn't see as being happy or, you know, and, and he just kind of tells us his findings. And to me, it's really, really interesting and really eye-opening. Um, as Americans, I think sometimes we find like maybe money will make us happy or maybe a more successful job will make us happy. Whereas if you go to European countries, you know, they have a totally different outlook on it. So I would highly, highly recommend it. Thank you for that reading recommendation yes. there. <laughs> but of course, we're going to recommend your book as well, <laughs> Family Funny and other F words to put on their, their list. Where can my listening audience obtain a copy of your book and connect with you? Sure. So ericareadbell.com is my website. And I know you'll you'll send out the links to everyone um, there. You can find my blog. You can find links for the book. Um, you can order it on Amazon. You can order it from Barnes & Noble. Um, you can get both an ebook or hard um, or a paperback copy. Um, also, if you're in the Tallahassee area, you can get it at Midtown Reader as well. All right. Are you going to be doing any, uh, any more book signings at all? or? I hope so. And I will definitely keep everyone up to date. You can follow me on social media at Erica Reed Bell. So, and then I'll definitely let everyone know about that because I would love to do, to do more of that. Healthcare author, just overall entrepreneur. Tell us about the home organization business. Yeah. So kind of circling back to what we were saying earlier, you know, things that come naturally to us, we don't realize are gifts. And that is very much one of them. I have been kind of like I, like you said in the beginning, a neat freak uh, for as long as I can remember. I've helped family members. I've helped neighbors, you know, kind of with their spaces. I think that you, an organized home leads to a decluttered mind. And that to me is very, very important. And so, you know, just helping people organize their spaces, clean it up, whether it's a playroom or an office space, you know, a lot of us are working from home these days. And so, you know, all the papers, what do you do with them? And just kind of making sense of your space and giving people systems that they can, you know, once I leave their home that they can kind of keep up with. And I just, I love doing it. There's something, I love puzzles. And I think the home organizing is, is very much like a puzzle. You know, where do we put things? Do we donate things? What, you know, kind of what works for everyone? And I, I just, I love doing it. And you kind of mentioned this, but one of the things I, I really know about organization when it comes to even, you know, your office, your 
your, your, your filing system. It saves a lot of time in looking for things and a lot of effort. What are some of the other benefits of just being organized? Yeah, no, you definitely are right with that. You know, how many times have you said, oh my gosh, where is blank? And you can't find it. If you have systems, then you could, you know, you can get back to it. But I, I really do think the biggest thing for me is that it, it, it helps your mind. It helps declutter your mind. We all have thousands of things on our mind at each day. And if your space that you go to in your home can be organized and can, you know, kind of be tidy, it helps with the mental side of things. So, you know, if you have kids, it helps with, you know, kind of running all of that and making sure you know where everything is for them or even just your spouse. You know, my husband maybe will sometimes get annoyed with me because I think I'm because I think I'm too organized. You know, he, hey, where did you put that? Well, I put it in the place that makes sense, you know, <laughs> makes sense to who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, I think it just makes things work smoother, too. You know, with all that you do involved in so much and with young kids at home, how do you go about balance? Mm. Work-life balance, and I don't, you know, work-life because you know, I, I just, I'm just going to put it out there, and this may be a, a generalization, but when kids come along, hubby gets left out of the picture, man. We just, so how do you maintain totally. that totally. and keep him acting silly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So our pastor recently said something that resonated with me. It was keep the most important things most important. So kind of keeping that in mind. What is the most important things in my life? Yes, I love helping people. I love writing. I'm so proud to have written this book. I want to sell it to people. I want it to get it in people's hands. I want to help people organize their homes. I want all these things. But the most important thing is my relationship with God. And then it needs to be my relationship with my husband and then the kids. So one thing we really try to do is family dinners, put your phone away, you know, focused on each other, focused on the family date nights. We do, we try to do those probably we need to do them more than we do, but you know, <laughs> uh, but just keeping in mind the order that things should be in the hierarchy of things. And then when you're at work, give your all to work, but when you're home, give, give your all at home um, and really kind of setting those boundaries. I think everyone needs to have boundaries when it comes to work, you know, especially I think as Americans, like we were constantly connected. We're constantly, you know, our employer may be emailing us or this, that, and the other. And we have to set these boundaries that, you know, after 5 p.m. or after 6 p.m. or whatever it is, that's family time. And I think most people would would respect that when you say that. So I think just kind of keeping those boundaries strong um, and having designated times for work and designated times for family and and just sticking sticking with it. Yeah. And it's challenging, especially mm -hmm. when uh, you enjoy people and helping people that that one word that kids have no problem with saying we as adults find it so difficult to say it because a little kid will tell you no 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 but we have a hard time telling people no yeah um, how do you get around that how you know do you tell people i can't do it right now you know? Yeah, I think I've read something recently just reiterating the fact that no is a complete sentence. I don't have to give, you know, reasonings behind it. If I say no and it's just to to, you know, kind of respect my own time, 
that's enough for people. And you know what? Most of the time they're fine with that. <laughs> you know, no, I can't do this or I'll help you another time. Most of the time, you know, I think it's our own insecurities or it's our own pressure we put on ourselves. It's not necessarily other people putting it on us. So to just to say no and, and stick with that. <laughs> Most definitely. I, I, I concur because a lot of times we just, we feel in ourselves that we don't want to let anybody down. Yes. Yet we take on all this stuff. And, you know, the, what I've been told, the first wealth is health. And if you take on too much stuff, it goes back to your whole concept of self-care. You won't be any good to anyone at all. No. Yeah. There's no, there's no prize in spreading yourself thin and trying to do it all. No. You know, I, and I, I can't remember which chapter this was in, but <laughs> I just thought about <laughs> How can somebody mess up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Talk to yeah. me about talk to us about that story. I, I I can't remember which chapter it was in and who it was re referring to, but I'm like, how do you mess up a PB and J? Oh my gosh. So this is one of my husband's friends, and he is the most like OCD person I know, and I'm pretty OCD, so that's saying a lot. You know, you have to use two separate knives, one for the peanut butter, one for the jelly. I'm not even that OCD now, okay? And, but yet he will bite his toenails. And I'm thinking those two things do not go together at all. I don't understand how you could be the same person. And, and I just don't get it. But, oh, people, they are, they're, uh, we're all pretty complex, huh? <laughs> Wow, that's the peanut butter. You know, one night, I mean, I I use the same. And some people scoop it out with the, I use one knife. Me too. Me too. And listen, I make a peanut butter and jelly every morning for my daughter. And you know what? I think I think you and I are onto something. That's the right way. <laughs> yeah, I use one knife, you know, spread out. And then when you, you, you put it on the edge of the bread to get the rest yes, of it. Then you yes. stick it in the jelly and you, you know. Yes, you're going to be eating it like that anyway. So come yeah, on. Yeah, I, I thought that that was funny. Oh but, my gosh! You know, from the, the your your brother, you learn the lessons. Embrace everyone. Make friends with anyone. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Um. So that's probably something that you know our mom instilled in us. Like I said, you know, she's kind to everyone, and I'm sure he probably got that from her. You know he has never met a stranger, you know, everyone is his friend. He wants to, to be friends with every, everyone. And I think there's something really nice in that, you know, we walk through so many parts of our lives alone, whether it's, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you're just picking up a lunch, or if you go to the gym and you don't know anyone, you know, having that sense of community and connection with people is so important. We're not meant to live our lives, you know, alone. Um, so the fact that he kind of embraces everyone, you know, sometimes it, it gets on my nerves, but in the end, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. Talked about family, shared some funnies. What are some of the other <laughs> F words? Friends come to mind, you know? <laughs> Friends, faith, faith is a big one. You have to read the book, you know. Your your <laughs> listeners have to read and find out what those other upwards are. We can't give it all. Yeah, I, I know. That's why I started to put out there. I mean, I I, I kind of know it. I you know, I happen to have a copy, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. It sparked the interest, but I mean, it is just a funny book about family and when you can share those those things and 
and help other people because that's what life is all about. The things that you go through is to help someone else. And that's what I've learned throughout my life. When it's all said and done, Erica, what would you like for people to say about you? How would you like to be remembered? Um, I would like people to say that I was kind, that I was helpful, that I was giving, that I was a woman of faith, that I was fun. <laughs> uh, maybe, that's another good F word. Yeah, um, I know. I was like, she's giving them all out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just all those things, just very basic things that, you know, I, I was a good mom, a, a caring wife, a respectful daughter, just basic, basic things like that. Final question of this interview, unless you take us further. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I already know the answer to this question, but it's my classic question that I like to end with on each and every show. You've done so many things. You've interacted with so many people. You've traveled and you're going to travel some more. And all that you do and all the people that you interact with, all the things that you put your hands to do, what matters most to Erica? My family, definitely just being close with them and going through life with them and my relationship with God, you know, raising my kids in a faith based home, having a good relationship with my husband. Those things are, are most important to me. Having laughs every day. Um, everything else can kind of fall by the wayside. If I have those things at the end of the day, you want family there with you. Oh, this has truly been great. Family, funnies, and other F words. Tell the listening audience once again how they can go ahead and get their copy of this wonderful book, Erica. Go to Amazon, get it on Amazon, or visit my website at ericareadbell.com, and it'll give you lots of links from different places, Barnes & Noble, or basically wherever you like to buy your books. You got to get the book. There's uh, we, We've touched... On just a few things, but you know, we, we had the, both the grandmothers, the husbands, the brothers, <laughs> the uncle, <laughs> not just the uncle, but the knuckleheaded uncle, yeah. <laughs> oh, the entertaining tot, oh, the unconventional dad, so many stories that can help you in your life. Get a copy of the book. Mr. Speaker recommends it. Erica, it has truly been a pleasure and a joy interacting and having a conversation with you tonight on Mr. Speaker Speaks. I agree. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's truly a pleasure. And listening audience, you know, you can check me out on the internet at vincentedwards.com. Find out more about training opportunities at vincentondemand.com. You know, life is all about purpose. And the question I always ask is, do you know yours? Remember, in all that you do, be magnificent. And until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, have fun <laughs> with your family. <laughs> Share some funny stories. <laughs> yes. Most of all, be a blessing to someone.